Welcome to Crime Shots. I'm Bree. And I'm Nikki. So, I found this case out of Winsboro, Texas, and I'm stumped. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This is the case of Brittany Danielle McGlone. Unless you're pronouncing it wrong, that's entirely possible. But you never know. So, Brittany was born November 9th, 1987 in Winsboro. Uh, Winsboro is in East Texas. Well, North East Texas. Um, She went to Winsboro High School where she graduated in 2006. After graduation, she got a job at a local Lowe's. So, it's a home improvement store for people that don't know. So, Brittany was preparing for college, and she was helping to take care of her siblings and her grandmother, who was ill at the time. So, she's going to spend her summer working and doing this and trying to prepare prepare for college. At some point, I'm assuming during high school, Brittany starts dating a guy named Jeff. However, according to family, Brittany didn't start dating Jeff until she was like 19, but I assume they probably knew each other since they went to the same high school. And Jeff was allegedly Brittany's first boyfriend. I don't say... What? At 19. Right. I'm not saying allegedly because it's, like, hard to believe or anything. I just don't know for sure. All right. right. Okay. So, uh, Jeff Stogner is... Well, let me put it this way. I found little information about him other than his brushes with the law. Okay. Okay. So, (laughs) I'm super judgmental, right? Okay. And that's fine. Anyway, so it's clear from interviews, reports, blogs, everything that I read, that Brittany's family didn't really, they didn't think Jeff was Prince Charming. Okay. If you catch my drift. Mm -hmm. So they'd broken up, they'd gotten back together, they'd broken up again, they'd gotten back together. She was like, just super into this dude, right? So Brittany's doing things that any fresh high school graduate is doing. She goes to work, she heads home, she helps with family, and she hangs out with a boyfriend. On May 4th, 2007, which would be about a year after graduation, Brittany had been working an overnight shift at Lowe's, and she gets up. Oh, did you hear that? My voice just completely stopped. Yes, the devil came out. I heard it. <laughs> just stopped. I'm working. Um, anyway, so Brittany gets off work, and... She does something that she normally wouldn't do. So the family says she gets off work and normally she'd go straight home so that she could eat and shower and go to sleep because she's worked all night. But on this day, for some reason, when she got off work, she went to Jeff's house. So she got to Jeff's around 7 a.m. Now, Jeff does not live alone. He lives with his mom Mm. and stepdad and his two younger half-siblings. His younger sister and younger brother, both half-siblings. So, uh, Brittany goes over there. She gets there about 7 a.m. and she goes to sleep. Apparently, while she's sleeping, the whole family leaves the house. Okay. 
around 2.30 p.m., Jeff calls Brittany's mom, Patricia, and he's like, hey, is Brittany with you? And Patricia's like, uh, no, sir. She's supposed to be with you. Obviously, they start calling Brittany's phone, and they don't get an answer. So Patricia calls Jeff back closer to around 3.30, and he's like, yeah, she's still at my house. She's sleeping pretty hard, and that's probably why she wasn't answering the phone. So Patricia's, so Brittany's mom, Patricia, mm-hmm. calls Jeff back, mm-hmm. and Jeff says, oh, never mind. I found her. She is at my house, mm-hmm. and her phone, she's just sleeping hard, and that's why she didn't answer. Mm-hmm. Okay, continue. So when Jeff hangs up with, Patri- with Patricia, he walks a little further into his home, and he does find Brittany. Stop. Which, mm-hmm. When Brittany gets off work at Lowe's, her overnight shift at Lowe's, mm-hmm. she goes to Jeff's house. Mm-hmm. Jeff lives with his mom, his stepdad, and his two younger half-siblings. Mm-hmm. Is Jeff at the house when she gets there? Yeah, Jeff's there when he when she gets there at 7 so a.m. Jeff, Jeff is there. The rest of the family is there. Mm-hmm. She goes to sleep. And they all leave. Everybody leaves, but Jeff? No, no, he leaves too. Jeff leaves too. Everybody okay. leaves, and so she's there by herself sleeping. Okay. So, he's on the phone with Patricia as he's walking into his house. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, she's still here. She must be sleeping pretty hard, and that's why she's not answering the phone. Right? Mm-hmm. So, as he hangs up the phone with Patricia, and he gets further into his house, right? He finds Patricia in his bed. Stop. He finds Patricia? I'm sorry, Brittany. He... he finds Brittany. Okay. okay. He finds Brittany in his bed, dead. Okay. She not sleep. Okay. She's dead. So, according to Brittany's mom, Patricia, mm-hmm. a few hours after she had gotten off the phone with Jeff, which, at this point, her understanding is her daughter is asleep at her boyfriend's house. Right. Right. So, a few hours later, two Wood County Sheriff deputies show up at her house. Apparently, the deputies ask for people that don't live there. They're like, is so-and-so-and-so-and-so there? And Patricia's like, they they don't live here. I don't know who you're talking about. Mm -hmm. But then they say the name McGlone, which is her daughter's last name. Right. But they leave. And, of course, Patricia wants to know what the heck. Why are they stopping by asking for people that don't live there and mentioning her daughter's last name? Right? Okay. Patricia decides she's going to go to Jeff's, find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. For some reason, she decides to call the sheriff's department before she goes over there. Okay. So, when she does, when she calls them, she's put directly through to the sheriff, Dwayne Doherty. Okay? Okay. Dwayne told Patricia, no, no, don't go nowhere. I'm going to send deputies out to your house. So, Patricia waits. When the deputies get out to her house... They told her that Brittany's dead and that she was already at the funeral home. And that they weren't at liberty to tell her anything else. Okay. So, obviously, Patricia calls the funeral home. Mm-hmm. So, whoever is there, whoever the worker is that she spoke to, said, uh, no. She's been sent to Dallas for an autopsy. She was murdered. And so, Patricia's like... And sorry, can you say that again? So they're like, yeah, she appeared to have been murdered, so her body was sent to Dallas for an autopsy. Again, Dallas is a big city on Texas map. 
It's but just so you know the vicinity that we're talking about. It's about two hours drive west of Winsboro. Mm-hmm. So, and for those people that don't tell distance by how long the drive is, it's about a hundred miles. So, investigators and the autopsy would reveal later that Brittany had actually been sexually assaulted and beaten, resulting in massive head trauma being the cause of death. And Brittany was laid to rest in Lee Cemetery in Winsboro. Now, no arrests have been made, and authorities urge anyone with information to contact the Wood County Sheriff's Department. Like, still? Yes. Okay, so what's Jeff's story? Alright, so, I'm so glad you asked, Nikki. Let's talk about... (laughs) Let's talk about the suspects, okay? So, Jeff. Obviously, that's that's our first look at, right? Is that a word? That's our first look at? I'm, I'm writing no, it in. That's going to be a word now. It's our first look at. Okay. So, <laughs> Jeff Stogner. Although, he does have a pretty long list of crap that he's done. Uh, most of them are affiliated with drugs. Okay. Um, and he has an alibi. Oh, does he? Mm-hmm. He was at the Dallas-Fort Worth airport picking up a relative, and he is seen on surveillance video. Oh, really? hmm And like I said, that's the whole reason why I explained how far Dallas and Winsboro are, because Dallas is about a two-hour drive. So if he's at the yeah. airport picking up a relative, that's going to take quite a bit of time. Right. All right, so let's move on. The other people that live in the home, Jeff's mother, right? She mm-hmm. was at work. Mm-hmm. Jeff's stepdad. Mm-hmm. Was with Jeff at the DFW airport. Oh. Picking up a relative. Now, Jeff's siblings. He had a younger half-brother and a younger half-sister. Both were at school. So, this girl goes to sleep at her boyfriend's house, apparently for the first time. This is not something that she commonly did, right? Mm -hmm. So, they all just leave her there by herself, sleeping. And she ends up dead in their house. But none of them were there. That's really odd. Right? So, okay, then we think about the other possibility. Could this have been a burglary gone wrong? Okay. Right? There was was nothing stolen from the house. And the only thing in disarray was in the bedroom where Brady was found. Did it look like there was a struggle? Well, yes, obviously, because she she was sexually assaulted, beaten. But it wasn't like... The whole house was in disarray. Right. So, yeah. So they don't know. They don't know. Brittany's family, especially her mom, believe that authorities are just not doing enough to solve the case. There was a petition going around uh, that many people signed requesting that the sheriff's office reopen the case and do more to make it active again. Um, As of today, there are... 3,811 signatures. Patricia even reached out to the sheriff through Facebook Mm -hmm. asking for more information. And the response she got was basically like, "Uh, what do you want from us? We don't have any new information. And maybe you should post it to your personal account and try to get tips. And then they go on to say something along the lines of, quote, the when I say something along the lines of, I'm quoting Patricia. This is what Patricia said that the, the officers commented on Facebook. The crime scene was contaminated by officers. Antagonistic okay. posts won't expedite the process. End quote. Mm. So, 
the family feels like uh, they've botched the case. And they're not right. doing anything to try to fix it. Right. Now, there have been some other things that have come to light. Well, hold on. I have a question. Yes. Okay. So, you said, and I'm just going back to, okay, so we know where Jeff was. Mm-hmm. I, I get that, you know, Brittany did her overnight shift. She went to Jeff's house where his family was, but they all left. I, I get that. Going back to Brittany's mom, Patricia. Mm-hmm. So, Jeff calls her and says, is Brittany over there? Mm-hmm. Patricia says, no, she's supposed to be at your house. Mm-hmm. Jeff says, okay. Then when Jeff gets home, he sees Brittany's there. Mm-hmm. He's on the phone with Patricia when he walks in mm-hmm. and says, oh, she's here. She must have been sleeping hard, didn't answer her phone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what happens in between then and when Patricia goes to Jeff's to get her or to look for her? Okay, so remember, Patricia never went to Jeff's because she called the sheriff's right. office first. And they were like, no, right. no, don't go over there. Right. So, apparently, when she get when Jeff got off the phone with Patricia, he finds Brittany, right? And so he calls the cops, who then go over there seemingly to... Just a minute. <laughs> Do you hear that? What? What is it? You know. <laughs> so it's twelve o'clock. So the twelve o'clock siren is going off, and the oh. do- the dogs think they're wolves when that happens. So they're literally howling. <laughs> so I have to wait for the siren to go down for them to stop howling. <laughs> okay. So he calls the cops. The cops show up to a- allegedly contaminate the crime scene right and send her off to the funeral home to be sent to dallas okay right right this is part of the reason why patricia's pissed off because jeff never called her back and told her right he just called the cops and the police never called to tell her they just sent two deputies out there looking for two people that they shouldn't have been looking for right like, one of them was not even her father, apparently. So... Yeah, I'd be pretty upset, too, if my, they knew my daughter was murdered and nobody nobody told me. Right. How that is That looks suspicious that Jeff did not call her, but he does have an alibi. I don't know. He does have an alibi. Okay, so you said earlier, I interrupted you, you said things have come to light. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So things have come to light, yeah. So apparently DNA was collected, right? She was sexually assaulted. Right. The family was told that all they found was Brittany's DNA. Okay. Investigators told them that whoever killed her wrapped themselves in saran wrap. What? Mm-hmm. This is according to Brittany's sister. So I have a couple of questions. How could they have possibly come to that conclusion? Like, if they had evidence that she was sexually assaulted, mm-hmm. but there was no DNA... The, I, I would not automatically come to the conclusion, oh, they must have wrapped themselves in saran wrap. Well, I feel like maybe they found... Alright, that's another question. Okay. If that's the case, did they find evidence of saran wrap? If so, how does that evidence not have DNA on it? Now, are these questions valid? Nikki? What? Did you hear me? Yeah. 
Yes. No. I, I, I thought I thought you were telling me. <laughs> yes, that would be my question. If they know that they were wrapped, they were wrapped in saran wrap. Mm -hmm. Then I would assume they either found the surround saran wrap, they used saran wrap, mm -hmm. or they found particles on Brittany that. In which case, there would still be DNA. I would think so. Well, or at least DNA evidence that's not Brittany's. I don't know. <laughs> well, they don't know either, I mean, apparently. I'm saying, I'm saying, wouldn't that be like a condom? I mean, yeah, but my point is, that's the point, I guess. It, that's, that wouldn't be, my first conclusion of why there's no DNA is, they would, they wrap themselves in saran wrap. My first conclusion would be, they must have had a condom. If they said they wrapped themselves in saran wrap, wouldn't that indicate that they found evidence of saran wrap? Yes, but that doesn't necessarily mean they found DNA. I'm saying even if they found a box of saran wrap laying next to her body, are there fingerprints on it possibly? Well, if they were wearing gloves, then no. I don't know. I guess I guess you just put your your yourself in the mindset of a a murderer and yeah, that's before I sexually assault this person, let me put some gloves on. Also, well, I don't have a condom, so I'm just going to wrap everything in saran wrap. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. People are crazy. We know this. Yeah. So, the sheriff's department, I don't believe, has ever named their suspect. Mm -hmm. But, of course, there are rumors. Right. The family, uh, Brittany's family, has openly said who they have in mind. Oh. And, and who does the family think did it? <laughs> yeah. It's not who you would think. Okay. It's a... A person by the name of Chad Carr. Okay, who is this and why do they think this? Chad was the boyfriend of Jeff's little sister at the time. Oh. And I believe he was first brought to their attention because he was investigated but never charged with anything. So, naturally, when word gets around that someone's being investigated, the family's going to be like, let's figure out who the heck this person is. So, Chad... Chad, Chad's got a history. Oh, does he? How old is Chad? Chad's older. I don't, I don't know how old, but he has his first adult charge in 2000. Okay. So he would have had to have been at least 18 in 2000, right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of messed up because he would have had to have been at the youngest 25 when he's dating this girl who is... In high school. In high school. Man. Hmm. This is a top-notch family. Top-notch. So. Don't judge. Don't be judgy. Okay. I can't help it. It's part of my being. People judge me. I'm fine with it. In 2000, he has a burglary of a building. Mm -hmm. Later in 2000, he's got some speeding issues and no driver's license. Then in 2002, his probation was revoked relating to the burglary charge, and he was sentenced to two years in prison, which was supposed to begin the following April. But a few days later... After his probation was revoked, he got aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, where he was sentenced to four years. Then, in May of 2007, he got a sexual assault case. <gasps> Ooh. Which apparently was dismissed. Who was it? I mean, just a girl in town? Or? I don't, it, it doesn't, and it never has that information whenever they have, they don't have, like. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Then another aggravated assault case causing bodily injury in 2008. Ooh. Okay, so Chad Carr is a person of interest. 
So, uh, this was his... Where, where was he on May 4th, 2007? Well, this is just his cases in Wood County. I didn't look anywhere oh. else. Okay. Um, but, just to dig a little deeper, someone on Reddit found court records mm-hmm. indicating that Chad had been arrested prior to May 2007. Okay. I'm sorry. So, the sexual assault case was... I said May. It was in June. But, so, there were court records that indicate that Chad had been arrested prior to May 2007 for sexual assault, but released. Okay, okay. So, I did find where he was arrested in June of 2007, and it has two charges on it. It has speeding from May of 2007 and sexual assault that was filed in July of 2006. So, it would have been the year before. Right. And it says that he had bonds and, like, he, he made bond and was released in 2008 with time served. So, I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot of... It's confusing. It's mixed up. Um, but people are saying that had he been put away for his original sexual assault charge, mm-hmm. that he wouldn't have been out to have done all these other things. Right. Including possibly being involved with Brittany's murder. I mean... It's looking kind of likely, and I mean, I hate to say that, I don't want to jump to conclusions, but I would think he would be the prime suspect. That's what I'm thinking, that's what I feel like. That's what, you know. It's just me. Yeah. But, you know, we have also seen before people that are constantly being arrested, seemingly for the same issues, and they're constantly being released. So, I don't understand that, but it is what it is. Um, Also, I haven't had a side note in a while, so... A side note. note, yeah. One of the lieutenants with the sheriff department supposedly was fired in 2009 mm-hmm. because of his actions on Brittany's case. Oh, like what did he do, did they say? Mm-mm. And this is just allegedly. Right. You know, so I assume it's, I don't know. They said that they the evidence was tampered with, not tampered with, but contaminated, stuff like that. Right. So I assume it's probably has something to do with that. I don't know necessarily, and whoever it is could not have been fired at all. I don't. I have no idea. That's just just allegedly what happened. But I assume it's just a matter of getting enough evidence to convict somebody. Mm. But like we always say, there's definitely more going on than what they're saying. So this is. I mean, this is where the case leaves off. Uh, if anybody has any information, contact the Wood County Sheriff's Department. Crazy. So. Yeah, a basically a, a rape and murder that has never been solved. Man, so. somebody dropped the ball on that one. Mm-hmm. In law enforcement's defense, because of situations like this where families get super upset over the lack of something happening in, in their family member's case, a lot of information gets released. So... A lot of times, this is why law enforcement doesn't tell family members absolutely everything that they know. Because there's some stuff that they, I'm sure, that only the murderer knows. And they're just trying to get enough evidence to convict somebody. Because they, you know, we have double jeopardy laws. So they don't want to bring somebody in and not have a 100% positive conviction and then never be able to get them again. Exactly. So, and if I'm not mistaken, I think... The, the suspect is currently locked up. Oh, really? Yeah, right now. 
for I mean something and something for something entirely different, completely yeah. unrelated. Um, but I think so. Yeah. So, like I said, I totally understand the family's frustration. I would be in the same boat, but at the same time, I mean, the investigators can only do so much. Right. At some point, other people kind of have to come forward. Yeah, that's true. So, but I'll I'll be completely honest with you. I'm not a fan of the boyfriend. I mean, well, that's pretty uh, that's that's pretty bad when you find your girlfriend murdered and you don't call her mom back. Yeah, it's weird. I don't care how bad the relationship was. If you, not to mention, he called her to say, "Is Brittany over there?" So you can do well, that, but you can so, call and tell. Right. I think the way that. Just in my mind, the way that that's playing out, he's trying to get a hold of her, and he can't. So he calls the mom, like, hey, have you? is she with you? Because I'm trying to call her, and blah, blah, blah. And so when he gets home, you know, the mom's calling again. He sees her car, probably in his driveway, whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, she's here. She's probably just sleeping hard, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, I definitely probably would have called the mom back. I mean... And been like, this is what's happened. I've called the authorities. Just- right. Just an FYI. Just so you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah. Hopefully, uh, this doesn't go on for much longer and they're able to solve the case and put somebody away for this brutality. Right. Alright. Any questions, comments, concerns? I think I'm good. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. Because it's not solved, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll just have to pay attention to it and maybe we get an update episode of a solved case and somebody's behind bars. Yes, that'd be good. All right, on to the next. Here we go.